Hey, mamas. Thanks for listening to this episode of Productivity in Proverbs 31, PP31. And got a couple invitations for you. First, if you have not joined us over in the Productivity and Proverbs 31 Facebook community, I'd love for you to come be a part. That's where we have some conversations, we post some prompts, answer questions, give prayer requests, just basically connect so that we're hooking in and doing life with each other. And the second thing I'd like to ask is if you have not yet taken time to go over to Apple Podcasts and give me a review, can I just ask you to please do that? It is such a blessing to me to get to hear and to see what you've written. And then it also helps the podcast to rank so other moms can find it and we can get about the business of spreading the word. And I hope that today's episode will bless you if you are in the position of needing to earn some income or feeling that disquiet in your heart that maybe you want a little bit more, you want to contribute, feel like that you're losing yourself in the process of being a mom and and you just want to have something that you can call your own, that you can contribute with. So today's episode, we're going to be looking at some truths about starting your own business and working from home. And then I'm going to give you some getting started basics. So we'll have five truths, a couple of ways to figure it out, and then 10 getting started basics. So definitely one you're going to want to grab your pen and journal for. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee, and let's get started. Yes, yes, yes. Let's just put it out there on the table. What is the reason that you want to start a business or that you want to have your own business, that you want to work from home? We call it in the business world, what's your why? What's the thing that makes you get up in the morning when you're not motivated to get up? If you started a business, why? I mean, is it just because you need money? And that is not a bad motivator. That is a reason. I just, I'm in it for the money. That's not a bad motivator. As we look at this, I'm going to give you five truths to consider right out of the gate. Being an owner or a business owner is very different than being an employee. It's wonderful because you're the owner. You get to set your hours, your schedule. You get to decide when you work. And that's awesome. It's also terrible because it takes a lot more work than you would like to admit to get something off the ground. You're the one that's solely responsible. All the responsibility is right on your shoulders. If you fail, if you if you mess up, Whatever the circumstances, good and bad, being your own boss has pros and it has cons. So that's truth number one. Truth number two, people will pay to get rid of a pain. People will pay you to get rid of pain. So as you're looking at your business and your business model and what you're developing, what problem do you solve or what pain can you fix? Number three, you are an expert. Whether you would call yourself that or not, you're an expert. People come to you for advice or for help or to get you to pitch in. You're already an expert, so that's a good thing. Number four, a niche. 
A niche means a small group. So the smaller the niche, the better it is for you as a business owner. I'll give you an example. In Lexington, Kentucky, there is a bakery called Gluten-Free Miracles. And that came about because a mom was solving a problem that she had with her own child. She was meeting a need with her own family. And then she, in turn, has turned that into a very successful business. But then my fifth truth is, do you want to be a CEO or do you want to be an independent contractor, independent ambassador, independent consultant, whatever the word is there? Because there's different ways that you can go about making money from home that have different levels of risk. So those are my five truths for you that being an owner is the best and the worst of both worlds. Number two, people will pay to get rid of a pain and you probably already have skills to help people out with that. Number three, you are an expert. Whether you realize it or not, you're an expert. Number four, the smaller your niche that you're serving, the better. And then number five, really think about, do you want to be a CEO or do you want to be an employee or an independent contractor? So those are some things to consider. Now, as you're trying to figure out, maybe you are sitting in the place of, you know what, we have more bills than we have money. We have more end of the month than we have beginning of the month. I just really feel guilty that I'm not working outside the home. But if I work outside the home, I'm going to feel guilty because I've left the home. So all of those things are absolutely very, very real. I want you to understand and write down your why as part of your figure out process. What's the benefit of you working outside of the home? What gets you motivated? What puts your feet on the floor? Most businesses are service driven. So if you have a service that you're offering to others and you're teaching and modeling this to your kids, that is such a bonus as you're going through. I already said that people will pay to get rid of a pain, but let me ask you a question. Who will you serve? And if we're doing a course or we're doing a study, this is going to be referred to as who's your ideal customer. If you could imagine the perfect customer, what would that look like? or in another way that it may be phrased is who's your ideal avatar. But when we talk about your customer, I'm talking down to what's the hair color? How big are they? How busy are they? Where do they like to shop? What do they like to read? What do they like to watch on TV? What do they do in their spare time? What struggles are they having? What are their pain points? So as so the more clarity you can get on the person that you're going to serve, the more successful you're going to be in providing solutions that will help that person. And there again, with the problem that you're solving, when you know who your ideal customer is, then you can run the path with a pretty, pretty good eye to the, to the prize, a pretty good lane carved out. It's when we don't know who we're serving or selling something and we're trying to sell something to everybody, then what happens is that you sell nothing to anyone. So who are you going to serve and what problem will you solve? And as you're figuring this out as well, look at what are the trials and situations and conditions that you've had to go through. Where have you had to come up with some creative solutions? What have you learned or created that you could offer to others to help solve their problem? I'll give you an example on this one. My daughter had our precious grandchildren and they're born with a condition called FPIs. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. And she just had to figure all the things out because this was before there was very much known. Now, it's a much more common diagnosis now. But from that pain and wanting to help other people out and being in these community groups and answering questions in the in community groups, she created a blog, FPIES Roadmap, F-P-I-E-S 
roadmap. And it is from one parent to another. She's not given medical advice, but she's given information and advice from what she has found out, what works, what would help. Here's what you need to look for. So in your life, what are the struggles that you've gone through? I mentioned the gluten-free miracles. It's a bakery that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. My grandkids had never had donuts. And there's a situation where my granddaughter was pressing her little face up against the donut case at a local grocery store. And my daughter was like, oh, honey, those will hurt your tummy. And she was, her answer was, I know, mommy, I just want to look at them. They smell so good. So then that became my prayer request in my drive to find a bakery that sold donuts. This mom, created gluten-free miracles because of the number of allergies that her son had. And so in developing recipes that were delicious and making things for him, she also saw that there's a lot of other people in the world that need this as well. So she's created a wonderful business and she's such a blessing to other people like myself and my family because she answered a need and a pain and solved a problem. And as you're trying to figure it out, what are you already an expert in? What do people ask you to do? Are you the person they depend on to decorate for a shower? Are you the organizer? Are you the financial planner type person? Are you a person that can come in and visualize how a closet should look versus how it is currently in disarray? Do you handle technology for people that loves to take complex information and make it beautiful and being able to share with others? That's my virtual assistant, Hannah. There's a podcast with her, but she has taken her specific skill set and she's turned it into a very profitable business. So as you're figuring it out and as you're trying to see who will you serve and what will you do, that's all part of the process. Now, getting started basics. Number one, Figure out what your particular place is going to be. That's what we were just talking about. So once you do that, then we're going to create your business plan. What's that business going to look like? And you're just going to figure that out. Pray about it. Think about it. Write it down. Talk to others. Do your homework. Do your research. Because that's the truth. You do have to do some research and homework in this. It doesn't just typically happen. And then you're just blessed with this huge income. But you need to decide when you will work and how you will work. Are you going to work only after the kids go to bed or before they get up in the morning? One day a week, two days a week when your husband's off, decide when and how much you're going to work. Number four, how will you get the word out about this new fledgling little business? You're going to birth this business. How will you get the word out? Will it be word of mouth? Will it be social media? Will it be heavy advertising? That's part of this process of figuring it out. And I also, in considering the cost, let me back up here just one second. When you're deciding when and how much you're going to work and you're weighing the costs of this business, think also about your cost in time. If your goal is to bring money into the family and to bless the family or to get away for one night a week, away from your kids, to have adult time, whatever those reasons are, Make sure that you're counting all the costs, not just the monetary cost, but all of the costs that are going to be involved in you striking out in this business venture. Number five, you're going to choose your name. The name needs to really reflect what you do, not just be cutesy. So if I have Kathy's Creative Cuts is the name of my business. It's just a cutesy little logo and it's real frilly. Do I cut hair? Do I own a cricket and I'm doing logos? Do I create banners? What do I do as a creative cutter? What does that even mean? So make sure that your name is clear. Number six, what materials do you need to have in hand to launch this business? Business cards, flyers, organizational packets, a portfolio, before and after pictures of what it is that you do. 
This works great for pretty much any industry that's a service industry. So if you're into lawn care, if you create beautiful backyard landscapes, you cut hair and you do updos for the prom or do men's cuts and women's cuts, having your own personal pictures so that you can show off and showcase your talents. Maybe you're a home organizer and you have before and after pictures that you can do in your business and how you can help your people. So what materials do you need to have on hand? And I would say at the very least, you absolutely need your business card. And I would strongly suggest a, and in getting your materials together, I would highly suggest at the very basics that you have, at the very minimum, you have business cards that you can pass out and share with people, particularly if you're doing word of mouth advertising. A website is a great investment. And if you can't afford that, then your social media channels And how will you interface on that? How much time will you spend there? Because sometimes we can spend more time promoting and on the social media end, just scrolling through than actually doing the work. But as you have done work for people, as you're getting us off the ground, number seven is get reviews. We are now in a review happy world. People read reviews. It's how we make our buying decisions. So if you can get reviews that you can get out there and put in front of people, that is awesome. Number eight, start scared. Jump before you're ready. Just dive into the deep end. Everything is hard until it's not. So figure it out as you go. Start scared. Start before you're ready. Number nine, decide a timeline that you will commit to. I am not going to quit until, and then it's X, Y, Z, until I've made this much money for six months, for a year. But I would say that you have to really pour into a business for at least a year before you can see, is this a good fit or not? Because you have to develop your skills. You have to develop a client base. You have to develop the business. And that takes a good six months to a year before you can make that educated, before you can make an educated decision. And then number 10, reassess, reevaluate, back up, punt, pivot if you need, do the things that you have to do to continually be improving yourself, growing your skills and moving forward. And that may mean that you need a business coach. I'd love to help you with that. It may mean that you need someone to honestly tell you this is not working and here's why. It may be that you have someone else pour into you and, and encourage you and motivate you, but that's how you can reassess. That's how you can reevaluate. That's how you can make informed decisions about going forward with your business. And whatever it is that you choose to do, I would just encourage you not for just the gain of man to do it all to the glory of God, as if you're working for him yourself, not skimping on and skipping out on your family, not stealing time away from your marriage, but blessing and enriching that. And y'all, that's the biggest blessing. When we can give back to our family, keep our headspace right, use our gifts, talents, and skills, and build up others around us while we make a living for ourselves. And that is my hope for you. This will be a a blessing. It'll be a little guide for you. As always, if you have any questions, you can leave comments down below or you can send me a DM. I'd love for you to hit me up in my DM. It's Kathy Lanham on all my socials. And of course, the free stuff, any of that that you want is over on kathylanham.com. And if you've not yet checked out our five days to faith, love for you to do that as well. And until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Hey guys, real quick, I hope 
this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Thank you.